Rock and roll, everybody. This is week one of the NFL 2021 season. Welcome to Kliss's Mic Drop. Can't wait. Six days from today, the Broncos will play the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. I know a lot of people are scarred by the Broncos there. They have gone back and won there, uh, including last, uh, you know, that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 48 is what I'm talking about when they lost 43 to 8 to Seattle. They have gone back there a couple times. Um, I know the Jets beat them there a few years ago, but the Broncos beat the Jets there. Brett Rippon, remember that? Brett Rippon's uh, debut. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, that they, they have gotten rid of the ghosts of MetLife Stadium, if you if you will. But um, the, uh, the, the Broncos, let me start that again because of 9-11, I don't want to say ghosts. Sorry about that. Um, three two one hello everyone let's rock and roll it's week one of the nfl regular season 2021 the broncos in six days are going to open up against the new york giants at metlife stadium this sunday a 220 kickoff here local time on fox uh the broncos a much improved team so say all the experts uh, they look improved to me. Uh, I'm a little more ca cautiously optimistic than than most. I think as a, an impartial observer, you have to be cautious. Uh, I see where the team has question marks. We'll get into that here during this podcast. But welcome to Kliss's Mic Drop, the week one regular season edition, Broncos versus the Giants. Our guest this week, Teddy Bridgewater, the Broncos' new starting quarterback. Let the uh, Teddy Two Gloves era begin here in Denver. He's on a one-year contract. The Broncos only paying him four and a half million of the eleven and a half million he's going to receive this year. Carolina was kind enough to pick up the other seven million in exchange for a swap of uh, draft picks. The Broncos basically uh, gave up a six-round draft pick for Teddy Bridgewater, but uh, in return they get a quarterback, their starting quarterback plus $7 million of his $11.5 million salary. That's a pretty good deal uh, that George Payton picked up. I know a lot of people, I would say it's 50-50, um, thought Drew Locke should have been the starting quarterback. Don't give up on him yet. Uh, we'll see how it fares. I do think Teddy Bridgewater was the right choice uh, for many reasons. One, I thought he slightly outplayed uh, Drew Locke. Um, in the preseason and uh, in the joint practices against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, especially the first day, that first joint practice in Minnesota. And then uh, I just thought um, he fit better being a, a 28, uh, going to turn 29 on November 10th, which is the same day. Drew Locke will turn 25, by the way. They have the same birthday, November 10th. How about that? It was a heck of a competition. I think uh, Drew Locke can do more things. He, he can make more throws. He, he's, he can uh, uh, do more when the, when the play breaks down as far as scrambling. But I just like Teddy's decision-making. He makes decisions quicker. Um, some say it's easy to make a quick decision when you're checking down all the time. You know, I, I, I think the check down is going to be okay here for the, for the Broncos. And it's going to move those safeties up. And he's going to be able to hit Judy and Sutton, um, KJ Hamler on, on the deep ball, uh, Noah Fant in the middle of the field. 
I think they're going to, uh, Pat Shermer has worked hard to establish the run game uh, in training camp and in the preseason. Uh, I like, I, I, I do like um, the Broncos. I think the Broncos are most improved and Teddy's savvy, his calm, his poise. You saw it when he came off the bench to me that, that where Teddy won this competition and you're going to hear this uh, in our interview that we had with him at Nine News uh, last week, where he won the competition is where he came off the bench at Minnesota. Drew Locke lit it up for a quarter and a half. He had three drives, uh, really had three touchdowns, one call back, and the drive ended on downs at the two-yard line. But Drew was sensational. And if Teddy were the type that got caught up in the quarterback competition, He'd have been buried. The competition would have been over. Instead, he goes seven for eight. He leads the team on a field goal drive. He scores a 12-yard touchdown uh, scramble. It gets called back on penalty, and they settle for a, a field goal. But then he takes him down for a nice touchdown on the next drive. A nice uh, um, fade pattern to Trinity Benson. Benson now with the Detroit Lions in a trade. Um, so I just thought that the way Teddy didn't panic, uh, you know, didn't get caught up in how well Drew was playing and coming out there and put on an unflappable performance. That's what you want in your quarterback. And then the next week at Seattle, uh, Teddy really dealt. He played as well against Seattle, uh, maybe, maybe even a little better than uh, Drew Locke did against Minnesota. And Drew uh, struggled a little bit with the, with the second team line. So, I, I thought Teddy was the, the right choice. He made sense on paper because of his age and maturity with the, the young guys. Jerry Judy's a young 22. K.J. Hamler, a young 22. Noah Fan only 23. Albert O, only 23. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, only 23. So uh, I, I just think uh, having Teddy's veteran leadership there, maturity, is, is good for an otherwise uh, young team. The Giants, I cannot believe they're a two-and-a-half to three-point favorite now. They opened as a one-point favorite. Couldn't believe that. Uh, no respect to the Giants, uh, who finished strong last year and finished at 6-10. and 10. Um, The Broncos did not finish strong. They finished at 5-11. and 11. I think the odds makers like what George Payton did during the offseason. Um, you got, and, and I think the odds makers and, and a lot of the pundits also like the fact that Cortland Sutton and Vaughn Miller are coming back healthy after the Broncos essentially uh, didn't have them at all last season. So the Teddy era begins here for the Denver Broncos. We sat down with Teddy. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Uh, most of the people are uh, uh, Bronco players that I talk to are are always better when you sit in a more intimate one-on-one -on -one setting than in a uh, uh, you know a press setting. Um, in front of a, the, the mass uh, gang of reporters. I think they're a little bit more on guard, more of a one-on-one -on -one conversation when they sit down with us with uh, Nine News. So hope you enjoy this conversation we had with Teddy Bridgewater, the Broncos' starting quarterback in 2021. Teddy, welcome. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on getting the uh, starting assignment. The uh, you know a lot of players 
You know, it's always the season on the crossroads in their career. You know, Vaughn's coming back from injury. He's got some age. Cortland with the injury. Justin and Garrett got to justify the contract. Contract. You seem like you're never at a crossroads, <laughs> right? I mean, you never take it that deep, that seriously. You're just glad to be here. Yeah. Um, honestly, man, after everything that I've gone through in my career, you know, it's a, it's a blessing to just wake up and still play the game that I love, you know, for a living. Um, it was once taken away from me and it could have been taken forever. So now when I come here, it's like, you know, I was already counted out, you know, based on my injury. So now it's like, man, I'm free. Uh, I'm free of what I may have gone through. Uh, I'm free of what my family may be going through or how I might feel outside of football. Once I step foot in between the football lines, for those three hours that we're playing or practicing, like no problems in the world exist, I'm at peace. I think that attitude helped you in the quarterback competition too because if I may, where I thought you won it was uh, first game in Minnesota. Drew's just dealing, throws the 80 yard touchdown, throws another touchdown, he was moving the team, he was terrific. And had you been caught up in the quarterback competition, you'd have gone out there saying, I'm done. I'm in a hole. I, get, yeah. I just lost the competition. Yeah. But you almost seemed oblivious to it. And you went out seven for eight, got your own touchdown, field goal, would have had another if your touchdown run got called back. I mean, how, talk about that moment about coming off the bench after Drew dealt. Yeah, it's one of those deals where, honestly, I was rooting for Drew, you know, and I'm selfless. You know, it's like, man, whatever's going to help this team have success, I'm all for it because at the end of the day, I'm a part of something that's bigger than me. So now, you know, Drew's having success against the Vikings and I'm like, hey, let's go. You know, and I'm on the sideline and I realize, hey, you know, whatever's meant to happen will happen. And I can only control my mindset. And my mindset going into that game was just try to score points. Um, you know, I never get caught up in, you know, moments that are about me. And uh, that opportunity in Minnesota was just one of those deals where and I was able to just go into the huddle and be myself because I tell all the young guys all the time how, how valuable preseason is because I feel like the preseason is what saved my career. Uh, when I was with the Jets, I was able to just go out there and be myself, have fun, and then Sean Payton was able to call New York and trade for me, and my career was able to take off from there. So whenever I'm out there, it's just like, man, I can't really control what someone else is doing. Let me just focus on me, the five seconds that I have every play, and the rest to take care of yourself. I know you've explained this before, but everyone's getting to know you here in Denver. Tell us how two gloves came about. <laughs> yeah, so I started wearing gloves. So I played some wide receiver as well. And sometimes- Where, High school? Yeah, in high school, I played some wide receiver. And then it would be times where, you know, in the middle of the drive, I may have to go to quarterback. And I didn't have time to throw the gloves off. So I would just go in and, you know, play quarterback with the gloves. And then when I got to the University of Louisville, I was a mid-year guy, so I enrolled in January, and it was actually uh, very cold to me coming from South Florida, and we were throwing a type of football that wasn't really suited for cold weather, so I just decided, hey, I'm going to put some gloves on, and you know, I started having success that spring, and I ran with it. What do you think of Vic, now that you've been around him a little bit? Now, I like Coach Fangio. Uh, you know, we've had some open conversations, and that's one thing that I like about him. Uh, you're able to talk to him as a man. And, you know, he's a man of integrity and so am I. So when we have conversations, it's so genuine. Uh, I love that he cares about this team 
and he just wants to win. And I just want to win. So, um, you know, I love that we both have that about ourselves and you can sense it around here with this organization that, you know, he wants to win, he's demanding it out of everyone else and everyone wants to win. The, uh, I know you've studied the Giants a little bit. They've got, uh, I was looking it up yesterday, Broncos have the highest paid payroll in the secondary. I bet you're not surprised by that. Going against them every day. Hey, those guys, they, they deserve it. Okay. Uh, second is the Giants. I okay. Mean, they got a good secondary? Yeah, yeah, they do. And, um, you know, Bradbury, and I was able to see him when uh, I was in Minnesota. We played against Carolina when he was there. Uh, he actually made a play one year. We played against him. I think Case King was a quarterback. He made a play early in the game. Uh, he's a long, rangy guy. Um, you know, he's one of the best corners in his league to me, uh, just the way he's able to play man coverage. But um, in the way he's able to just be physical, even if he's playing zone, uh, he's smart. He understands route patterns. Then uh, they have some guys inside. But uh, I was teammates with Big Cat, uh, Leo, uh, in New York for a brief moment. So uh, no, that's a roster that's young. They have some youth as well, but they have some experience. So it's a good mixture. You're going in there on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and I imagine they got the Yankees and the Mets playing that weekend. I imagine New York's going to be geared up for it. Yeah. You, are you guys uh, talking about that? You know you're going to be going into probably an emotional, really heightened environment. Yeah, we're definitely uh, aware of that. And uh, we just want to make sure that we, we focus on what's important. And uh, that's going in there to try to win a football game. You know, we understand that there's going to be a lot going on with, with it being the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And, you know, we're going to pay our respects and our homage um, to the victims and to the state of New York and just the families who were affected. But at the same time, we want to go in there and try to quiet the noise. Uh, that's what Coach Vic talked about, just being the ones who go in there and quiet the noise. And in order to do that, you know, or, or you're able to quiet the noise by winning, you know, and playing good football. So that's our focus. You know, we can't get caught up in what's going on outside of the game. What do you remember? Uh, you were seven or eight when 9-11 occurred? Yeah, I think I was eight. Yeah, I was about eight years old. And what do you rem what do you remember about it as a as a kid? Yeah, I just remember being uh, in school that day. It was a school day, and all the teachers turned on the t televisions, and you know, everyone was sad. You know, the adults. You know, at the time, and you know, you're nine years old, eight years old, and you don't really know, you know, to what magnitude or or to what extent or how serious things were. And um, I just remember, you know, uh, it being a huge topic. You know. And uh, as I got older, I learned more and more, you know, about, you know, how tragic it was and things like that. The um, 1969, the Broncos uh, had, I believe it was 69, what, 68? Marlon Briscoe, the very first AFL, NFL uh, black quarterback, played for the Denver Broncos. And they just named a, a coaching uh, internship uh, after him. Uh, Brian was going to show you a, a, a little bit. Have you uh, seen Marlon? Can you see that at all? I heard about it, but you know, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really watch much. Uh, what is it, NFL Network or sports? You know, when they show the the history of the game and stuff like that. I just remember watching from you know when I was five years old on up. Yeah. The um, what, what do you think uh, you're going to be the first season opening black quarterback for the Denver Broncos? Any s sense of pride there? Uh, it's, it's a huge honor. Um, and hopefully, you know, it's just one of those deals where uh, I can serve as motivation to, you know, the, the next Teddy Bridgewater or the next, 
you know, a black quarterback who has dreams of playing in the NFL. So, um, honestly, it's one of those deals where you, you don't want to get emotionally attached or make it more about that than the game. Um, I'm so grateful of this opportunity that I get to, you know, lead this franchise, this organization, and, and I want to make sure that, you know, I'm making, you know, my, my teammates proud, this organization proud, and, you know, my family proud. Cool. Well, Teddy, thank you very much for the time. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank All you. Right. Welcome back to Cliss's Mic Drop, our week one regular season 2021 edition. Kind of said that backwards. The 2021 regular season week one edition of Cliss's Mic Drop. Hope you enjoyed that conversation we had with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think you, when you listen to Teddy, how calm he is, uh, you know, this, uh, the whole thing about the crossroads. He's not at a crossroads. Vaughn may be at a crossroads at 32, coming off injury. Cortland Sutton may be at a crossroads. He's going to, this is his contract year, coming off an injury. Uh, Mike Purcell uh, coming off injury. Uh, these teams might, uh, this might be a crossroads season for them. Um, and, and it probably is for Teddy Bridgewater too, except for he doesn't look at it that way. After he was, uh, as he said, counted out after that uh, uh, horrific uh, ACL knee injury that he suffered going into the opener of 2016. Uh, after he came back from that, it's all bonus. You know, it's all icing on the cake, as uh, someone once said <laughs> about uh, 450 years ago. Um, Broncos and Giants, week one, some of, the, uh, some of the keys to the game. I think on defense for that pass rush for Vaughn and Chubb, Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell in the middle, Draymond Jones, uh, the key for that group up front is to kind of uh, mush, uh, mush rush, as they call it, stay in your lanes, a controlled pass rush. Because Daniel Jones uh, can run. Uh, the key is to keep him in the pocket. Don't let him escape. Uh, he can pick up first downs with his legs. He's very fast. He's a good athlete. He's maybe not elusive like Russell Wilson is, but uh, he, when he takes off, he's a real good runner. Uh, more like Colin Kaepernick, if you will, as far as a runner. Not elusive, but uh, a very good straight, straight ahead uh, runner. Um, should be an improved passer, we'll see. He didn't play uh, in the preseason that much if, it, if he played at all. Saquon Barkley will play in this game, the running back. Um, also, it's, uh, you know, for Teddy, it's going to be key because one of the Giants' strengths on defense is their secondary. Uh, I've pointed this out to people uh, several times uh, as the season uh, opening roster was set by the Broncos. The Broncos have the highest uh, paid secondary payroll in the NFL at $69 million. Of course, Justin Simmons making $17 million. Then you have Darby at $10 million. You have, uh, this is cash payroll, 9.5 for Kyle Fuller, 7.2 for Nickelback Bryce Callahan. And then the kid, Pat Sertan, because he got a $12.7 million signing bonus, he counts for $13.3 million as a rookie. So that all adds up to... Uh, Kareem Jackson took a pay cut, or it would have been even more. Uh, he took a pay cut from $10 million to $5 million. Still, that's a lot of money in that secondary for the Broncos. And the second most, the New York Giants, at uh, a little over 
50 million. They got James Bradbury, a real good corner. Adoree Jackson has been hurt and will be highly questionable. He's got a high ankle sprain. It sounds like he's not going to play in the game. Um, but uh, Jabril Peppers and Logan Ryan, uh, two very good. Uh, Ryan, a converted cornerback like Kareem Jackson was a few years ago. Uh, Logan Ryan, now a safety. And so the Giants uh, have a real good secondary. It won't be easy uh, for K.J. Hamler to get an 80-yard touchdown pass like he did from Drew Locke against the backup and, and third-string uh, Minnesota Vikings during the preseason. So we'll see. Uh, the, the Broncos, two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're going to have to run the ball to set up the pass. Uh, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon both look great in the preseason. Gordon looks way better at this point last year, at this point this year, than he did last year. I think the COVID, uh, he wasn't quite in, in, in the shape he thought he was uh, after COVID basically shut down all the workout facilities, if you remember. And then also, uh, you know, the altitude takes some, uh, takes some adjusting. I'm not sure... Uh, Melvin, even though he's played here uh, several times for the Chargers, it hit him a little more than he wanted. Uh, he had a little off-field uh, driving um, a DUI incident that was uh, dismissed later. Uh, later dismissed. Uh, he got sick. He got strep throat because of COVID. The Broncos, under an abundance of caution, did not allow him to take a uh, a road trip at New England, and so it was uh, a little bit of everything for the. Uh, for the Broncos uh, running back. Uh, he finished strong, and it looks like he's ready to pick up where he left off in the final six games of the 2020 season. So I think the Broncos are going to have a running game, and uh, they got a lot of good receivers, a lot of good tight ends. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to, they got a chance with the offense. Defense has to, I'd like to see Vic Fangio dial up the pass rush a little bit more than he has. Uh, he's terrific. His system is just, it, it's, uh, it, it's tremendous how good the Broncos' defense is in the red zone. Number one in the league last year. Uh, it's been number one the last couple of years that he's been here. Um, but uh, maybe kind of eliminate those, uh, you know, give between the 20s and see if it uh, can limit teams to an average of uh, one and a half first downs per drive instead of three or four before buckling down in the red zone. So that'll give the offense more possessions. I think that's key. Uh, like the Broncos secondary, it's it's got to be the best in the NFL, uh, not just because of payroll, but because of ability. Like the Broncos offense, like their offensive line. Uh, the question marks to me are, can they get a pass rush? Vaughn and Chubb, will they be Vaughn and Chubb of 2018? It's been three years ago. Chubb's been nicked up since then. Uh, Vaughn has uh, got a little age now. He's got to prove that, uh, you know, at 32, he's as good as he was at uh, 26. And then, um, you know, coming off that, uh, that ankle surgery too. Health is so key to the Broncos in 2021. I think they got a chance to go uh, uh, 10 and 7. And I say that because I have, uh, I, I do believe that I think Teddy Bridgewater is the right quarterback for this offense, for this team. We'll see. Um, a couple injuries and it's it's not going to be ten and seven. It's going to be eight and nine. So you got to have a it's you got to have some luck here. Um, Fangio, everyone's talked about, got to get off to a fast start. You know, I think the Giants is going to be a tough win. Uh, the Broncos definitely can win that game. I would pick them to win that game.
but uh, it's closer to a toss-up uh, than it is, uh, you know, the Broncos go in there and expect to win. Uh, the key to me is that they're two and one after three after three games. They got to beat Jacksonville. Uh, you know, they they got to beat uh, the Jets. Um, I'm you know if they I I think if they beat the Giants, then they got a real good chance, obviously, of going three and zero. Jacksonville won't be easy in Jacksonville. That's a for whatever reason, that's a tough place for the Broncos to play. Uh, even though Vic has moved the practices to the heat of the day. They've been practicing in the in the uh, lower 90s at Dove Valley. And so they'll be uh, they'll be uh, better conditioned for Jacksonville's heat. And it will be hot there uh, than they have been in the past. So there you go. I, I you know on uh, Broncos tonight uh, on Sunday night I I said the Broncos would go 10 and 7 and 10 and 7 would eke into the playoffs. I'm not saying they'll win a first-round playoff game, but uh, we'd all take that right now, I think. 10-7 and seven in a playoff, I think all the Broncos country would take that after the last four years of 5-11, and 6-10, and 7-9, and 5-11. And and so um, the schedule gets tough in Week 4. We'll worry about that then. Right now, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, uh, James Bradbury, and the uh, New York Giants are who the Broncos have to face on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 weekend. It's going to be uh, very emotional for the Giant fans at MetLife Stadium. The Broncos are going to have to match the Giants' energy and focus, and that's another reason I think Teddy Bridgewater, the way he handled the preseason, the way he showed the, uh, the focus, I think he's the right quarterback for the Broncos. So thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to Teddy Bridgewater for the interview that we had with Nine News. Uh, last week, very insightful. I think you got a good look, a good sound of 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 what Teddy's all about. Some of the background you got, you have a, a better introduction of Teddy Bridgewater now than you had uh, before you listened to this podcast. And we'll do it again uh, this week and every week for the Broncos on Clissa's mic drop. Uh, thank you again for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you. Listen, uh, watch Nine News. As we break down, uh, leading into and then uh, analyzing what happened, Broncos versus Giants, Sunday, September 12th, in the afternoon at MetLife Stadium. Can't wait. It's almost here. Let's uh, let's rock and roll and get her going. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) 